Hello. Hello Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's podcast 125. Um, I am your host for this week. My name is Tom Butler. Uh, all the grown-ups are away, so they've left us All in the charge. Like, proper responsible people. So I am going to be hosting. Daniel Kruper, uh, who is our games writer, he will be co-hosting. Yeah, I'm, I'm the co-anchor. The biggest <laughs> anchor in the room is Dan Kilby. <laughs> 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 and our weather girl for today, predicting cold showers uh, in the north, is Bex. <laughs> What's that mean? Is that another jibe at me as well? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I tried to think of something funny about weather girls, and that's as far as I got. Um, are there going to be any hurricanes? Hurricanes? Yeah, yeah. no, definitely not. Um, what there is going to be on the show this week is going to be chat about uh, BAFTA, because uh, the game... Uh, awards nominations have been announced uh we've got news uh, we've got trailers we've got the release and we've and, got and, and us and we've got us just talking normally so we're and we've got what people wanted apparently yeah um i'm the best person that's ever presented an ign uk that's podcast, not what i was referring so. to oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> since bex's first appearance people have always wanted a podcast with kilby and bex yeah so this maybe is what uh, we're giving them so maybe we should them. step back and let them talk what, are we, what have you guys been up to not a lot. Wow. Brilliant. This is magic. <laughs> this is podcast gold. Uh, I don't know. In what respect? Gaming-wise? Oh, oh, yeah. Tell us. What have you been playing, Dan? I know you've been playing a lot with, with uh, two women. Yeah, I've been playing with Catherine and Darkness 2. <laughs> <laughs> is that the other one? Is that, which one's the bad one? I don't know. Darkness 2 is pretty... Darkness uh, 2 is a weird is name a badass, yeah. for a girl. How, how, have you been, how have you found Catherine? Because... Um, uh, Good. To be honest, it's the first puzzle game that I've properly played outside of Tetris. Yeah. And my general rule, well, my general thing about Catherine was there's not enough killing. Um, Don't, didn't you die a hell of a lot? You do, yeah. Well, and that, and that, that's why he's balancing it with the darkness too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just not enough. Act- I'm normally an action kind of person, but I've really, really, really got into you it. You are a very action man. Yeah, I am kind of. Have you seen him changing printer paper? (laughs) (laughs) There's a little rollover (laughs) on the way to the tray. Um, So, yeah, and then when... when How far are you in? I'm three levels... Well, I'm three stages from the end. I'm on the very last thing, and there's... Because, you know, you have, like... You have a level, and there's three stages within each. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I've only got a few left, so I'm almost done. Okay, so you haven't got to the the endings yet? No. No, I haven't got there either, but... God, I got like, I was playing it and I got to level seven and oh my god, it just ratchets the whole thing up. Apologies to our American listeners because I know you've had this game for like ever, but we've only just got it, so we're still yeah. going to talk about it. Um, but so, yeah, level seven, it's just it's a I'm, whole. I'm on the chainsaw baby. And oh, you're, chainsaw but you're playing horrible. on normal. This is what yeah, I refuse to turn it down. You refuse wow. to turn I know. it down. Stop, Bex so. is like a Catherine Savant. Yeah. We have some boxes in the podcast room, and you can see Bex, Bex just eyeing them up. She wants to like pull them out, <laughs> start scaling them. She got sacked from Argos for the same thing. It's very weird. No, it's because she was stealing the little pens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funnily enough, this is a bit of a side topic, but this is a conversational podcast. Um, our bed, which we just built, we lost Why a. Why did you uh, say our bed and look to me? I don't know. <laughs> at home, we lost a um, a dowel peg, so uh, we used a pe- an IKEA pencil instead. Oh. So doubles up, doesn't it? Yeah. You tip. Always, yeah, tip. If you ever use a dowel <laughs> when you're building a bed, Ikea pencil. There you go. Um, so it's not just video games news anymore. It's not. It's DIY. And later on, we were having a bit of gardening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that's what you've been up to, Dan. What, Bex, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been playing Catherine as well. Mm-hmm. Up to the, that baby. Um, I try, I've tried to play um, Darkness 2, but I had to turn it off because I almost threw up. You were a bit hungover. Though. It is. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> why did you need to graphic? So explicit. Because yeah. <laughs> I was feeling a bit queasy because I went out the night before, but um, and that just set it off. It was. It's so it's just should, ripping people apart. Should it have a health warning on the front, not yeah. to be played with a hangover? Yeah, and yeah. a sanity warning. Throw up. Also, I don't know any of our listeners who have played it. The brothel level is honestly the most explicit thing I've ever seen in a video game. That, really? Yeah. Were you shocked and appalled? I was. I actually... I kept I, on playing that. <laughs> into a sock. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, brilliant. It's a good level there. Yeah? Yeah. Lovely Very stuff. Um, what we, We've been up to some stuff we, as well, we, haven't we, Daniel? We've been getting some little Valentine's... You sent me a Valentine's card the other day. I did. <laughs> Just to cheer yeah. me up. You sent me a sack boy. 
Valentine's card. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, yeah, it's better than the one I got for my girlfriend. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you should be, yeah, should be <laughs> yeah, very pleased. But, yeah, we um, did a um, Valentine's Day competition on um, on the site. And we asked for your Valentine's messages via letterbox. And it's got to be the best competition I've ever run on IGN. Because what, what were we expecting? I was expecting a lot of 3D cock pictures. Yeah, to be we didn't get one, did we? Not one. Not one. Uh, you were enjoying them, weren't you, Bex? The ones cock you pictures. saw. <laughs> <laughs> what? The 3D letterbox pictures. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I love letterbox. This <laughs> isn't being enjoying pictures of cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's bring it back, shall we? Um, yeah, we had some very good pictures here. Thanks for entering. Was that why you put it on the the, the running yeah. order? Yeah. I, th- I thought it was a sweet little competition. It's a nice little aside. And some people sent really good ones because on, on um, Letterboxd you can attach musical clips as well. And to me, yeah. um, a Valentine's Day card with the IGN UK podcast theme tune attached to it. Mm. Aww. Nice. Good, good but it didn't win. Good effort. <laughs> didn't win. Someone else yeah. put IGN and they... Made it into I go nuts for you. For you. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That was a good one. Uh, so thanks for entering those. And um, we also have been hanging out uh, with a Japanese dude. Yeah, he's been all right. Yeah. The, you know, he's not. He's not a big deal. I don't he's know if he'll be around for much longer. Just, just, why he's going to die? No, well, he's, he's, he's telling his last story, isn't he? Always the last lost Odyssey, Final, <laughs> Fantasy, Final Fantasy, last story. Yeah, this is um, Sakaguchi, the guy who created Final Fantasy, or who worked on Blue Dragon, Lost Odyssey. I think he was a supervisor on Chrono Trigger as well. It's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal, yeah. Uh, iGen's very own kind of a big deal was there uh, curating the uh, Q&A wasn't she? Well, yeah Will Guy was um, hosting <laughs> a BAFTA event we don't know how it happened but, uh, no well, it was Keza it was, it was Keza um, our games editor she hosted a Q&A with um, Sakaguchi-san and it was really interesting we all went down Bex went down Tom went down Dan didn't go down it's I not his kind of thing it's boring isn't it don't like JRPGs do you? I've never played one no I mean either yeah but you've, you've made your mind up about them not for me You've made your mind up about them. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not, not for you. Not for you. But this one, I think, it's might be. It's more action orientated. It's yeah, not turn-based. you know what? I was, I was, pl- I was watching it last night, yeah. thinking, actually, this looks really cool. It's like 20 hours long. You don't have those sort of random encounter things that you normally get in JRPGs. It's uh, it, the combat looks good. And pr- proper boss fights where you're like you're running around, dodging, tumbling on the ground, mm. and it's got six-player co-op. Yeah, is it six-player co-op? Um, I think once you've finished the game, you can take on the bosses in co-op mode, not the actual game. But the, the problem with RPGs, and I mean, it's, I think for someone who's into RPGs, it's great because it looks like a really rich, rewarding experience. But with each one, there's so much to learn and so much you need so to do. So it's a learning curve thing. It's a big learning curve. It's, it's essentially a lot of admin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of, <laughs> this, lot of micromanagement, but you yeah. love that. No, he hates, he hates the admin. I thought you liked a bit of my, you know... That's why you didn't put fiddling with your stats. Yeah. Uh, no, there there are some bits of like stats and that kind of thing that I like, but I don't know. Not when I don't care about a sword that much that I want to know the intricate details of it. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. it looked good. I thought it looked good. I thought it looked good. It looked really interesting. And they've got um, they've regionalised the game. That's why it's taken over a year to come to Europe. And they've all got weird, like really strong accents. Cockneys, <laughs> Northern people, Bex. You'll well, probably not understand anything in it. That's a side <laughs> quest you probably shouldn't follow. Um, but yeah, it looked really good. It looked really good, and uh, there was some interesting stuff came out of it as well. He's working on three uh, iOS games, platformers, he says. Yeah. Which sounds quite interesting. And he said he was a massive Apple fanboy, and that's yeah, why he's doing it. that's why. <laughs> um, and what else did he say? Though There's quite a cool thing about the uh, cutscenes. Um, he isn't a fan of cutscenes, but he is aware that they're useful in storytelling. But he's, what he's given you the option, instead of sk- skipping a cutscene, you can fast forward through it so you can get the gist of it, but then just fast forward it. So if yeah. you're an impatient player, you can just whiz through it. And it also makes the bosses look quite comical, like they're like Benny Hill <laughs> style bosses. <laughs> the, the bosses did look pretty badass last night. Yeah. Pulling swords out of his own back to fight you with. Good. Looked good. Should we get on with the news? Oh, uh, do we have to? Yeah, we do. But you like this news story. It's about Notch. I do, yeah. Notch, like is, Notch. is basically the... Um, I don't he's, know. The, he's the mind behind Minecraft. Yeah, he's like the Russell Brand of video games. Yeah. He's he's everywhere. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. And Notch, basically, we talked about this last week. Tim Schafer was on Twitter saying, oh, I really want to you know, make Psychonauts 2, but no publisher will give me the money. And Notch just goes, you know what? I'll help you. And this week... Um, Notch has basically offered him $13 million to do it. 
13 wow. million dollars well, well Tim, 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 Tim Schaefer said it will probably cost as much as the football about 13 million and Notch on Twitter just goes alright I can do that and then a lot of people retweeted it and Notch was like chill out we haven't even spoken face yeah, to face I think it's more, but what's he doing yeah, he's, he's, like, he's, he's play. playing with his Lego isn't he yeah but that's uh, that's exactly what you want for do, do you think he's like, in charge of like do you uh, think it's a drunken tweet no. And he's like, oh, he's walking on the next one. Fuck. 13 million. <laughs> I don't even like Psychonauts. But you, you need that kind of, like, I've always dreamed about, sort of, if I won a lottery, just all the awesome things that I'd do. And part of that just comes down to somebody having the capital, like, notch. Yeah. And the desire and the passion and just going, well, I'm not going to get caught up in the, here we go again, the admin of sort of like, can we make this game, can't we? I like the game and here's the money. Just go that's, do it. Yeah, just go and do it. That's, All right. That's so, what need. So put put you in that picture. If if you were to win the lottery, it was mm. like the Euro Millions. It was a big amount of money, and yeah. you could resurrect one game, dead game from the past. What would it be? And and who would you get to do it? Codename Eagle. Right. Never heard of it. Old PC it game. No right, PC okay. game. Who would you get to do it though? Naughty Dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, I don't know. I, there, there'd be a lot of people that yeah. I'd, I'd ask to do it. Anyone else? North Dog will be up there. Uh, I'd like to bring back Valve. Silkworm. I don't know if you remember that. It was no, like a Spectrum game, or a, and it was it was co-op, and one person was a, like a jeep, and the other person was a helicopter. And if you were the helicopter, you could fly. If you were a jeep, you could jump over stuff. And you used to. It was like a scroll inside thing. But that would be co- that would be awesome. I think. I bring. Back. I think I bring back proper dizzy. Yeah, not iOS Dizzy, not like tarted up Dizzy, proper Dizzy. Yeah, made by n- the team of mate Uncharted, Naughty Dog, <laughs> action shooter, and he, he he sustains damage, but you can get power power up, so you can become hard boiled, and then you can just run through walls That's like good. a juggernaut. It's good. Maybe a Dizzy Cooking Mama crossover. Getting into That's quite sad though, isn't it? <laughs> like Dizzy, Dizzy, Dizzy is one egg of six. And he just has to cook all his brothers and sisters. Oh, it's oh, quite dark. That's very dark. That went weird. Uh, I'd like people to write in though and tell us if they could resurrect a game and who, what would they do and who would they get to do it? And that's quite a rich vein. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a fertile furrow. Yeah, let us know at IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. Um, you can tell us on Twitter, but frankly, we'll probably forget by the time the next podcast rolls around. But if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's IGN UK and Facebook, it's IGN UK. Um, I've can, got can we give news. out our own Twitter handles? We'll do we that don't... at the end, yeah. Or at Daniel Krupa. <laughs> there you go, it's done. Well, I'll do the rest at the end. Um, oh, he's, he's I've got, got some news. So, uh, this Sherlock Holmes in a New York elementary that CBS have commissioned. This is just going to be a terrible, terrible idea. Well, I really hope they want to make a, a, a good fist of it. And they've, they've made a good start by hiring Johnny Lee Miller to play Sherlock Holmes. Um, which is a bit weird because him and Benedict Cumberbatch, obviously the British Sherlock Holmes, played the same roles in Frankenstein. Yeah, they alternated was, yeah. Um, Victor and the Monster So uh, in Danny Boyle's production. Danny Boyle's Frankenstein, yeah. Johnny Lee Miller and um, Benedict Cumberbatch played Frankenstein and Frankenstein's Monster. Yeah, and they, like, every other night they, they switch. So, I don't know. It's a good idea, I think. I suppose it's a good place to start. So, is he going to be American? I don't know. What do you reckon, Dan? You're not a big Sherlock Holmes fan, are you? No, to be honest, I... I just I'm just not bothered with TV that much. It's about games. That you're a big entourage fan, though, aren't you? Yeah, it's certain it's certain TV shows, and then it's also on box set. I don't want to wait around. Like, don't. How dare you dictate that I have to wait a week to see the next episode? Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm not really that strong. But it is very much like I really don't want to wait. Because you like, like really love it. Super Nanny. <laughs> and, and when they make you wait, wait a week for the next episode, you oh. <laughs> do you do you like Johnny Lee Miller Bex? Do you think he's uh um, well, I'm not really sure who he is. What, okay, is, train what spotting. Else is, he in? He's in Dexter season five as well. Oh, I, I've only seen season four. Up hey, to season four. He's in Train Spotting. No, no. Okay. Um, hackers. He used no. to be married Are to Angelina like, Jolie. Well, I don't think he is that famous anymore. It's true. Like he's not in any. It, uh, I guess not. I, I guess not. Because you know, in that story, a lot of people reported that he got that role, and they reported him as Dexter season five villain. <laughs> that, that's his career high point now. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it's weird that they're relocating it. To, and you know, there's been several different versions of Sherlock Holmes, of course, like House is a loose yeah. adaptation. But it, the, it's going to be in the shadow of the Stephen Moffat series, which is just too good. It's universally been praised as a, yeah. as a bit of a TV masterpiece. It's not masterpiece. an easy act to follow. Yeah, it's a weird one. But um, I don't know. 
the, the strange things have happened at sea, as my mum says. Um, who's got the next bit of news? I have. Daniel Sony fanboy Kilby. Yeehaw. So, the title is, Sony Chief would be distracted by a PS4 in 2012. So don't expect a PS4 to be revealed anytime soon. But to be what? To be revealed. 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 Go on. Um, so we spoke at length uh, with the Sony uh, of America CEO, President Jack Tretton, about everything, basically. Obviously, PS Vita took the center stage of the discussion, but as the PS4 and Xbox 720 sort of like news and rumours have been sort of like circling. There's been a lot of them in the last few months. Everyone's saying the, you know, they're going to be unveiled or we're going to get some kind of detail on them at this year's E3. And he just kind of rubbishes that. Doesn't yeah, he? he basically said they're focused on the PS3 and obviously Vita. Um, so quite, and he says to, to quote, I quite frankly would be very distracted if I had to be talking about the next generation of hardware this year. It kind of happens, you know, if they did bring it out in June, it does undermine the PSP, and PS3 even, and yeah. PS Vita. And, like, it does feel like the PS3 has now got the momentum it needs, it's good price point, and then, okay, maybe it has been for a while, but now it's sort of just, it's just, it's cheap, it's good tech, and lots of people are it's buying some it. decent exclusives still. He's getting, he's getting all the good exclusives, it does seem a yeah. bit weird that this oh, there's massive asymmetry to... now, like Xbox yeah. is Xbox very, is very little. Yeah, but, then, but then every other developer, every multi-platform developer, develops for, for Xbox. Xbox. So mm. it's a lead console, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, uh, but the thing is, like we were saying yesterday, not, do, we, do we actually want another, another PlayStation right now? Or even another piece of kit because the way I see it right now we're kind of in a sweet spot where everyone's kind of familiar enough with the technology that they can start really pushing the limits of it and like concentrating on making but amazing I guess games. those projects are kind of under the way like already in in the making what games yeah games that would be pushing the limit and like really know the capabilities of the hardware yeah so I reckon you know if we do hear something it's going to be like this is coming out in three years time yeah and to be honest I'd be happy with that because I'd rather have a slew of good games and another console that we have to buy and then we've got to wait for like all the developers to sort of like get up to optimize speed. With, you get yeah. these pro- like teething problems I guess yeah and it's just like again do we need that no let's just enjoy the games as they are Kilby has spoken. That's it. <laughs> right, Jack. To bed. Jack. <laughs> Just nix, nix the plans for the tw- PS4. Stop it. <laughs> Don't make it. Kilby doesn't want it. Uh, who's got the next bit of news? Uh, Bex? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's time for my news. Give me a minute. <laughs> um, Ubisoft have confirmed Assassin's Creed 3 for October. Um... We kind we kind of knew that was going to happen, but it's like this is the first official. Yeah, it is happening. It's going to be part three. Uh, wait, I'm just reading this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Dan? Because I know you're a big Assassin's Creed fan. We love Assassin's Creed. Really, really, really excited. Easy. And the fact that it is Assassin, it is a numbered sequel, means that there'll be a new direction. I don't know what that is. Just provided they don't go into the future or even into the modern day. Or space, or you s- hate especially space. not space. Oh. If if it's space, they've lost a fan. Um, then yeah, it should. It's going to be great fun. Yeah, and the CEO said it's been in development for three years. And hopefully, they've taken on board what I said a few years ago. What was this? Well, well that's probably long. Take yeah. the the Splinter Cell conviction on foot mechanics and combat mechanics and stick it in Assassin's Creed <laughs> Just world. Stick it in <laughs> yeah. there. Just shove it in an Do Assassin's that- Creed world. <sighs> Imagine like it within the dev studio, the day that he said that, the, the, the creative director came in and went, all that work you've been doing for two years, fucking scrap it. <laughs> Listen to this, man. <laughs> and it's like, you that thing in conviction, stick it in with some code or something. That was, you, you know that cover mechanic that they use in conviction? Yes. You, that's in the new Ghost Recon. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, you see, so they are. So, as Ghost Recon earns a fan. Uh, it has actually. You'd like to try I've been, yeah, I've yeah, been watching a few trailers recently. Mechanic. Yeah. Was there any other news lurking in within that bit of news, Bex? Within that bit of news, um, yeah, it's the game is said to complete the story of Desmond. Um, and while no platforms have been announced, it's probably going to head to the Wii U, ah. as well as all the all your mm. normal lot. Your regular run-of-the-mill consoles. Oh, I wonder if. Could be a launch title for Wii U. Could be. If it's 30th of October, mm. we think Wii U maybe hits 
October time, November time. Yeah, makes sense. Could be a launch title for the Wii U. And you heard it here first, Bex. We've heard the speculation <laughs> here first. Ubisoft <laughs> often release uh, like they're quite we, heavy. We heard, we had this conversation yeah, just the other day. You went, you can always count on Ubi. You can. They're, they'll always release uh, games game, with a new eventually. console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At some yeah, point, can, they will release a game. That's what they've been saying about Ghost Recon. That you can always count on them to release. It's next year. Oh, At some point. At some point. <laughs> He's still invisible though. <laughs> So that's it for the news. Is that it? Yeah. We've got nothing else to talk about. In oh, the wait, news. I've got another. Well, Oh, breaking news. <laughs> What's happening? Well, I, I don't know if this is news or not because it's not. I'll just say it. Just say it. Go on, um, Bex. Far Cry 3 has been given an official release date it of has. September news. the 4th. It has. In the US and September 7th in the UK. There we go. Far Cry 3. Are you interested? Oh. You, well, I know a man who is interested in Far Cry 3 because it combines your two favourite things. Yeah, it does. Which are? <laughs> <laughs> Tropical islands and action. Darkness and socks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that looks good. So that's, that's your two favourite things? Yeah. Really? Well, I love islands. I've always had a thing for is islands. Is that because you like, spend some time on Fiji? It could be, actually. Is that the origin? I'm going to psychoanalyse you now. Yeah, it could be. Is that why? Yeah. Is that why your mum used to hit you? <laughs> God, it's just got dark all of a sudden. That's not- I've got a bit of breaking news. Uh, it's just come through on Twitter. Chris Tilly, who's in Dubai, says, just kissed a dolphin called Blade. There right. you go. Breaking is, news. Is, is, that's illegal in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting locked up. He's having his lips chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. That was a bit dark. Yeah. <laughs> was a bit dark. Um, cool, should we move on to trailer of the week? Trade time bar. Right, so we've got a couple of suggestions here, and we're going to have a quick uh, vote right here right now to see which we want to watch so i suggested the new syndicate trailer for the single player campaign and creeper wants to show the max Payne 3 trailer for is that the single player campaign as well yeah it's the second full trailer and it's uh so what do you what what do you want to go for dan max Payne it has to be bex i'll just go with max Payne as well then brilliant so it looks like we're watching the max (laughs) Payne 3 trailer uh which is called getting the girl i think yes it is yes let's watch it now Hello. Hello, Victor. What happened, Max? I don't know. I was tricked. Max Payne 3. There you go, Max Payne 3. Excited? <sighs> Very excited. Why, though? Like, were you a fan of the other Max Payne games? I absolutely loved them, yeah. I mean... What, what do you think? That, that seems quite a departure for the series in terms yeah, of Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. and feel. What I really liked about the others is they were very sort of like noir esque, and now that you see like this big physical change both in Max and in his environment, I'm sure it will still be a really good game. Um, I'm sure there'll still be elements that are the same, but yeah, it's kind of weird that he, I just feel so sorry for the guy because obviously he's gone to South America to escape his demons, and he's that more shit happens to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why didn't he just go to like Benidorm? Huh. Like somewhere relatively like safe, safe white, white and, yeah. He'd get bored. So he's uh, he's basically moves to um, South America to work as a private bodyguard. Yeah, that's not a good change yes. of career, is it? No, but I've seen he's some not of the game. And early on, it's still in New York, and it's it looks See, and feels a bit more like Max Payne, the traditional Max Payne. And I think that's a good thing because was it you guys having this conversation with where you said that uh, gamers are really hypocritical? Because oh yeah, we're on, massive hypocrites. Yeah, because on on one hand, it's like. Well, you know, people can complain and go, well, this isn't the Max Payne we know and love. So you do the set it in New York and you kind of play on what people already expect and then suddenly everyone complains, well, it's, it's, it's more I'm the same. I'm massively guilty of as, a, as mm. a person who plays games. I think the two standard responses to any video game are, oh, it's just not doing anything new. It's just more of the same. And what do you want? I want things to innovate. When things innovate, you complain that it's too much of a departure. Mm. It happens to Resident Evil all the time. I didn't re- like Resident Evil 5 particularly. Yeah. But it tried something different, and it's not really rewarded on that. It's kind of derided for that. So. Yeah. But it, it's kind of... When I spoke to the people at Rockstar about Max Payne 3, they're really trying to capture that Tony Scott look like Man on Fire with Denzel Washington. Look, yeah, it looks like that. It looks like that. It's like really off. washed yeah. out and bleached. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I've never played a Max Payne game before, so I'm definitely. I think, yeah. And also, it looks like it could be quite an easy way in. Like, just it starts again. I'm yeah. sure there's like a little prologue at the beginning that fills yeah. you in. Yeah. Um, what's what's with the Max Payne movie? Is that anything like the? 
I've never watched it. Just thought, uh, avoid. Oh, yeah, really. it's nothing. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Max Payne. That's not good yeah. casting, is it? Really? It was yeah. None of it was. I mean, only visually in in places. The fact that it was set in New York and it was quite Another dark and coat. snowy. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it didn't really capture the feel of the game at all. I don't think. Right. Okay, well, there you go. That's our trailer of the week. If you want to find it, we'll put it in the podcast story um, and obviously let us know what you think of the trailer. Always, uh, Also, tell us if you see a trailer that you want us to do it on trailer yeah, of the week because sometimes it's like, well, oh, what are we going to do this week? And we've got Syndica, we've got Max Payne, but why don't you tell us what, what, what you want Or something just a little bit more outre. Yeah, like Time Ducks. Time Ducks is probably my favourite trailer we've done. <laughs> And that was uh, that was a very odd one. But uh, yeah, if you ever want to email us, it's ignukfeedback at ign.com. Um, and we are always here. I'm ready to listen. Oh, I'm, I'm always here. <laughs> that actually, Danny's actually always here. Kilby's always here. Yeah. Sometimes on Saturdays. Yeah. Lexi's um, sometimes here, here on Saturdays. Yeah. Doing um, picture editing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to me about picture editing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, moving on to this week's uh, central talking point. Uh, smoothly, effortlessly, it's BAFTA. 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 The BAFTA, BAFTA Video Game Award nominations were released this week. Dan, do you want to tell us all about you that? You've got the hookup at BAFTA, Dan. We do. We do. <laughs> um, you in particular, with your immense networking skills. <laughs> um... So, yeah, they were announced on Thursday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can you name them all off the top of your head? Yeah. All of, I can tell you that, let's give it a shot, Uncharted, L.A. Noir, Skyrim, Zelda. Am I right so far? Yes. Uh, Skyrim, Zelda. Ooh, I don't know. I forget the others. Arkham City. Portal 2. Arkham City, yeah. yeah. We there, Daniel. Is that all of them? He's still uh, refreshing still, his page. I'm still, yeah, I'm still getting them up. He's still getting them up. Uh, yeah, so they were announced this week, and I think L.A. Noir leads the pack, I think, with about eight nominations, um, along with Batman, uh, which I think has also got eight. Interestingly, I've never seen before, but they do a voice talent. Yeah, um, that's thing. before me, yeah. Is that new? I've not seen it before, is it? I think it is. I'd have to double-check, but I'm, I don't remember seeing it last year. Um, and I seem to think Nolan North's up for something. I think Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's up for something. Um, Steve Merchant's up for Portal. Mm-hmm. So that could be quite an interesting one. I don't know if that's a sort of a way of just getting uh, some famous people down there. But if it is, well done. Do you think they'll turn up? Well done. I, I hope, hope so. they. I hope they turn up. Who would you? I'll just go through that best performer. Okay, so we've got we've got Aaron Stanton, the guy from Mad Men. Yeah. The guy, the LA guy Noir. plays Ken Cosgrove. Yeah. L.A. Noir, Mark Hamill as the Joker, Nolan North as Nathan Drake, Stephen Fry as narrator in Little Big Planet 2, Stephen Merchant for Wheatley, and then a guy called Togo Igawa, who is in Total War Shogun 2. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to see um, Stephen Merchant win. Yeah, I think one. Wheatley has a lot of character. Yeah, I think as, a, as a, a breakout character, like, do you remember when the first Portal 2 videos came out and there was like a weird voice attached to it and it was like a pre. Yeah, was it they have like a Birmingham accent? I don't know, but it was really deadpan, really yeah. deadpan, and I was like, "That's brilliant! I really want that to be the final." And then they brought in Stephen Merchant, and better. he was even better. Yeah, so um, I don't know. The thing is, like some of these, like Aaron Stanton for L.A. Noir, that is a real performance. Yeah, that's mm. that's a lot of time where he had to go and film, and and the same with um, Nolan North and Nathan Drake doing all that performance capture as well. Yeah, and also he's not just Nathan Drake either; he's everyone, isn't he? Oh, he's everyone. Yeah. He's actually all these other parts as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Nathan Drake, Nathan Drake uh, sorry, Nolan North, nominated eight times for the same thing. Okay, do, let's do a little bit of a, let's turn this into a game show. Okay. Okay, I'm going to ask Bex and Dan to do some of the predictions, and then we can mark you come March time. Yes, I'm do this, Tom? down, yeah, let's do okay. this. Right, f- first up, we're going to go for best action game, because you're a man who likes action. No, man looks like action. Okay. The nominations are Assassin's Creed Revelations, Batman Arkham City, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, Deus Ex Human Revolution, Portal 2, and Uncharted 3 Drake's Deception. Who wins that? I want to say Uncharted. I think Uncharted would win that. Yeah. So you're both predicting well, Uncharted. Uncharted. Do we have to pick different things? No. 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 no I'd, I'd say Uncharted is solid instinct. Yeah. yeah. It'd have to be. Okay. Uh, I'm quite surprised Portal's in there. Yeah. I would, we I would have said that game. Was more it's not a puzzle, but then don't they? They don't have a puzzle category. Yeah, maybe it's like yeah. for want of a better category. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's uh, best action. You've both gone for Uncharted Three. So, I'd, I'd uh, say COD could be in with a shoein because I mean it, it is just pure action. Do you know what I would have gone for? Batman. 
Yeah. Yeah, I reckon Batman's in for a Should we put ours down? Batman. We block voting now. No, no, no. Right, right. It's just about you two, right? Yeah. Best family game. Because you're a family man, Dan, as well, as an action guy. Dan Central 2. Connect Sports 2. Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. Lego Star Wars 3. The Clone Wars. Little Big Planet 2. Mario Kart 7. Little Big Planet 2. What do you think, Bex? Mario Kart 7. Yeah, Mario Kart 7 should win that. Don't know if it will. Yeah, um, I'm going to uh, say... I would say Little Big Planet 2 as well. I think I would have gone for mm. that. Um, Great game. Yeah. But it's actually quite a strong category, I think, this year. Like, both the Lego games are great. Mm. Uh, Mario Kart's great. Dance Central 2's great. Um, so, I think it's, it shows that, across the board, games are getting better. Definitely. Like, so, like you were well, saying Well, I said before. this when I wrote the story up about just, like, saying here are the nominations. And I think it just proves what an amazing year 2011 was yeah. for video games. It's just there in every category. Right, so the, we'll just do one more. This is the biggie. This is best game. So, Arkham City... FIFA 12, FIFA 2012 even, L.A. Noire, Portal 2, Skyrim, Skyward Sword. Hmm. Silence, pensive silence. Obviously, we gave Skyrim Game of the Year on IGN. Portal. Portal Portal 2. Is that on there? Okay, so no, listeners voted for Skyward Sword, right? So, uh, sorry, listeners, IGN readers voted for Skyward Sword. So, uh, interesting to see what BAFTA go for. What do you think? Come on. Let's have them. Oh, it's so tough to call. I think it'll it'll either be Zelda or Portal Two. I'm gonna stick your net. You're gonna have to stick you're gonna your have net to put in cock on the line. Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it online. I'm gonna say Zelda. Put your cock on Zelda's line. I haven't played it though. <laughs> Sorry, what I edited that out. <laughs> you can't have that in. <laughs> You can't Bex. just go from best family game to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think Portal Two. Okay, it's a good shout. All right, we're gonna we're gonna mark you, and we'll let everyone know how you did. I think readers should and listeners should send in their sweepstake. Yeah, and also just it's worth mentioning that we will be live streaming the event. Um, so um, if you want to watch the BAFTAs uh, games as they unfold, Dan, when can they tune in? They can tune in on March sixteenth. Yep. And at a time, TBC, but it'll be around the 8 to 8.30 mark. That's in the evening. Yes. Excellent stuff. And we'll all be down there in our tuxedos um, I'm gonna get a pink and tux. dresses. No, will we? Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. I come? Yeah. 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 It, it depends how well you do on the sweepstakes. Yeah. We won't know until it's over. That's the point. No, that gag. <laughs> no I'm sure you'll... Yeah. <laughs> that was a gag ruined, but... <laughs> I'm explaining you gags now. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Because they're I'm just so bizarre and rubbish. And if, yeah. if you want your full iGen experience, obviously follow us on Twitter on the evening because we'll be announcing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you can basically see Tom live blog and then get drunk and start tweeting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to be it's all going to be going on uh, down at BAFTA. So uh, yes, join us if not in person over to internet. Hey, up to look. internet. Again, racism. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have people who listen to this podcast in the north, and I get people com- <laughs> commenting on Twitter about how everyone is rude to me. Not just the north, Scotland. Scotland as, as far oh. north as Scotland, the pe- which is where Dave Connolly is from. This is the first part of listening listen after you. That wow, was so that was seamless. seamless. That's so seamless. I'm gonna have to check. <laughs> <laughs> Check the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Uh, Dave Connolly, I shit you not. I was going to watch Fight Club tonight as I'm low on cash and was going to spend the night with my friends going through some of our DVDs. However, someone spoiled it for me. Who, who would be so insensitive? That's from Dave. I'll never see Fight Club Connolly in Glasgow. <laughs> who did that last week? Who's Stuart? We were talking about Fight Club and it's quite a few years since Fight Club came out and we kind of spoiled the ending. Is it? Is there a sort of a spoiler amnesty, like a watershed? I think if it's out on DVD for more than a year. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Because if you've not watched it, get around to watching it. If not, suck it up. I mean, because Peter, you know, it's, you need to start talking about it at some point. Especially if it's... Well, no, because you know what the first rule of the Fight Club is. Oh, good point. <laughs> Don't ruin the end of Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> and the second rule. <laughs> um, yeah, also Seven probably could be... Seven could be ruined. Sort of Should we just can we just ruin loads of movies now? We <laughs> <laughs> you chop her head off. A uh, big spoiler film: um, Phantom Menace and all the prequels. Right, if you're now releasing them in the order that they oh, in 3D, you? that they have I'm, one, two, three, four, five. You get to Empire Strikes Back, and you're like, 
yeah, he's I his knew. father, and so what? I, I saw the baby's being born. Yeah, I saw that. I know that. We, um, actually, we should say that we went to see Phantom Menace the other week in we 3D. Did. We did. And then we went, we went with Bex as well. We went into the auditorium, we found our seat, and then Tom and I ran off, didn't we? <laughs> we literally skipped down <laughs> the aisles holding coats. hands with Bex holding our seat so we could go have a picture taken as, as Jedi's. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing kids out of the way. Let us yeah. throw. It's a proper sprint. Yeah, yeah. I, I kicked this little kid in the face and I stole his lightsaber. Um, yeah, so that, that photo is on Facebook if you want to check you it out. You want to check that photo out. If you want to see I'm two, doing a raised eyebrow in it. I can't do that. I don't know how I'm doing that. It's the force. And I'm wearing all black as well, so <laughs> I look proper Sith-like as well. It's um, it's a great photo. Greatest night um, of my life. But yeah, what did you think of the movie? It was awful. I only fell asleep <laughs> in it. <laughs> I was dropping off at one point and then I went for a wee and then I walked back up. Yeah, it's it hasn't stood the test of time and the 3D is... is, is frankly pathetic I, see, I felt really bad though because we we took Bex to see it and Bex has only ever seen one Star Wars movie before and it's the Phantom Menace <laughs> and now she's seen it in 3D too <laughs> what do you think of it Bex? well see this is why I haven't bothered watching any others because it's just stupid it is stupid what's the most stupid thing in it do you think? you don't like the aliens do you? I don't like all the racist aliens <laughs> as much as I like racism like racism in the office <laughs> That's, that's a joke, right? Yeah, no, but she means northern racism. Oh, right. Just taking the piss out of me all the time. Go on. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> what didn't you like about the Phantom Menace? All the stupid aliens. It's just there's the Japanese ones. Yeah. At the start, and then there's like a the shopkeeper one. It's like the anti-Semitic. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like what else is there? Jar Jar Binks. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's it's pretty it's bad. bad, isn't it? Yeah. And then also I seem to think Princess Amadala almost as like a fake Chinese person trying to talk English because she's got uh, makeup on. <laughs> it's, like it's really weird. It is kind of, as terrible as it is, it's kind of worth it just for that lightsaber fight. A it's, little bit. And yeah, the music, the music. And you know, if you're, a, if you're a Star Wars fan, which a lot of people are, and I would say I still am, I'm still clanging on, clinging on to it. You have to, you have to support it some way in some way <laughs> some if you're writing it off completely then you're being a, a philistine you're being a luddite you're literally going and smashing up threshing machines because <laughs> you're not you're not embracing the new uh, to, to cut it off completely <laughs> would be would be bizarre but that said it's a terrible film and to start your movie off right basically you're making a reboot of the greatest, most anticipated science fiction saga of all time. You're rebooting it. And it will be the most anticipated film ever. This is 1999. You're bringing the, 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 the most loved franchise in the world to back to the big screen. How do you open your movie? How do you open the new Star Wars? Something amazingly exciting, interesting. Like, like the original Star Wars opens with this huge ship. Yeah, it's a space flying. battle. There's robots. There's people whizzing around. There's Darth Vader <laughs> force choking. What do you get in this one? You get... Two people it, who aren't even in the movie talking about docking with another spaceship. Are oh, you clear to enter? What? And then they pull in and they start giving Jedi's tea. And then and there's a bit of chatting. And there's chatting and diplomats and it's just a, it's locking of doors. Like there's a big deal about they're locking the doors. doors. What? And there's gas. Ah. Uh, and it's just there's a lot of scenes in that movie of people just standing around in circles. Well, what were you saying about meetings. you and McGregor said um, about the movie? Was that you telling me? No, I don't think so. So you and McGregor was like asked about being in the Star Wars prequels, and he said, "Yeah, basically, what I did is I'd walk into a room and I'd look up. That was my <laughs> that was my time in Star Wars." And I seem but to he, think he's a method actor. He is a method actor. <laughs> um, yeah, he did a lot of walking around looking at things just uh, to <laughs> get in the role. Prep. And also, I'll, I'll, I'm going to finish his rant in a minute. But I seem to remember when Liam Neeson finished making that, he, s- he literally said, "I'm not making a Hollywood movie ever again." He he said that, that but obviously, experience. yeah, yeah, and I think that happened to Alec Guinness as well, didn't it's it? Not, it's Star Wars. It's ru- Star Wars. George Lucas ruins movie making for people. But it's got Darth Maul in it, and it's got Jewel of the Face. It's got double-ended lightsaber, and it's got that dual-ended lightsaber, which is still—I don't care what anyone says—it's still effing cool. It's fucking cool. It's fucking cool. So <laughs> that's the Star Wars rant over. And people say we're mean to George Lucas. Sometimes I think he deserves it. He writes a film about tax. Tax and trade. That's not Star Wars. That's not Star Wars. Anyway, uh, who's got the second piece of feedback? That was a massive digression, wasn't it? (laughs) Vitriolic. All right, I've got a a feedback. Um, This is from Jordan Goodwin. He says, this is talking about um, 
last week we were talking about romance in video games. He said, I don't think romance should have a direct part in video games, and if it is involved, it should be subtle and not try to interfere with the main story and be forced on the player. Um, forced P.S. How can I make my daffodils grow bigger? So I think, we, I, think we should, I think we should deal with the more pressing part of that email first, the which daffodils. is gardening, which yeah. is what I said was coming up. How would we make the daffodils grow bigger? I think I think it's all about bulb selection, surely. Oh. Yeah, also it needs you need to be a the bigger right time variety. of year. You need the right sort of growing conditions. So I think sort of, sort of greenhouse setup probably would help yeah, you at want this make time sh- of year. You want your soil to be potassium rich. Yeah. Place them in a ledge. Yeah, there there's, you go. That. there's that. Daffodil on ledge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a new movie that's out this week. It's funny enough because uh, you know in the iTunes chart and games and hobbies where we we chart, we chart our biggest rival is Alan Titchmarsh and Gardener's Question Time. So uh, that's why more questions like that. We're coming to get you. <laughs> we're coming for you, Titchmarsh. He doesn't like video games as well, and he hates them. Yeah, yeah. Plants vs Zombies. But we love gardening. That. I but love Alan Titchmarsh. Yeah, one of the great underrated novelists of the 21st century. <laughs> is he a novel? <laughs> I think he wrote a really bad sex novel. Really? Yeah, r- r- oh. Creepy. About what? gardening. Oh, that's weird. But what was his other question about romance? He says it shouldn't be in games. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be forced upon people. But I think that's like you saying games can't have aspirations to be... like that. You, you're saying you can only do certain types of stories then. Yeah. If there was a limitation on uh, novels, then we would never have had some of the greatest novels of yeah, all yeah. time. If you... <laughs> If you're dealing with, if if you limit it to things that don't include certain aspects yeah. of human experience, then you're really... It's not a valid cultural form. No. You say that it can only be about, you know, spaceships. I mean, and I'm, guys hitting each other in the face. Because you've always got your own personal choice and your own, you can always make that personal choice. If you're not into romance games, I'm not looking, I don't know why I looked at you then, because Bex loves her romance games. And but, cock uh, pictures. You don't have to play them. <laughs> You don't have to play. You don't have to, yeah. Yeah, but, but they should exist. They I should. think. I think what you might be saying is something where you have got, say, an action game or any other type of genre, and they like weave romance into it. I mean, I don't necessarily. That's a classic example because you don't have to do any of that stuff. If See, you don't want to. And I, th- I don't think that like what he's saying is necessarily correct. I think. Yeah, well, I, I think th- romance can be a big part, but I think it's about games knowing their limitations. So he, I think what you're saying is he he likes he like he doesn't mind romance as long as it doesn't interfere with the core gameplay mechanics. Right. I think that's is that what I mean. I, yeah, I mean, I think romance doesn't really interfere with the actual mechanics. So it's more like it's, romance is more of a storyline element. Like I, a subtext. I yeah. Yeah. And but if that you know, but what if that's the story the creative director wants to tell? Then. Uh, then you, if you have a big problem with it, essentially, like you know, don't buy the game in yeah, the first place. That, that's, yeah, but I think that's what it comes it's down just, to. Yeah, I think the the big complaint, like so I have sometimes with romance, is when uh, you get two characters that sort of start trying to look like they're in love or start to kiss, and it just looks ridiculous because the animation's not there, and that's when it just seems a little bit silly. And that's what I think games should know the limitations. If they can't make it look good, yeah. wait until they can or See, find I think the they should way be around tr- it. striving to do that, though. I think they should. Because eventually the technology will catch up. But if, it, if it looks rubbish and unconvincing, then don't do it. You, like, it. Yeah, like find it. another way of doing it and then wait till the technology catches up or you can do it, yeah. would be my argument. Good. Yeah. It's coming into the best listener review we've ever done. Yeah, um, next bit of feedback is from Sean McCarthy. And he... You know, this goes back to last week, and he's picked out some of his favourite romances from video games quickly. I'll just go through them. Cloud and Aeris in Final Fantasy VII. Master Chief and Cortana. Jackie and Jenny in The Darkness. And then finally, a bit of a strange one, Batman and the Joker. Mm. And he says it's a homoerotic relationship. And it's clear that Joker's got a thing for guys in tight rubber. Mm. Is that true? I don't mm. think, you know... It's just an adversarial relationship. It's an adversarial... It's, well, I think it's it's kind of... It's a yin and yang thing. It's like the Dark Knight. It, it, either Dark Knight, it? it's there in the Killing Joke. It's well, I think he's obviously being glib, but um, it's what the Joker says to Batman. He's like, "You and I are destined to do this forever." Yeah, because he, he couldn't be the Joker without the without Batman. You complete me. You complete me, and he does a little heart shake. I wasn't talking you about. Complete, I was just looking at you. And you complete me too, Tom. Thank you. Can we get more Argos pens <laughs> for our bed? <laughs> a bed made of Argos pens. Oh, I'd love that. Um, Mark Hodgkinson is up next and he says just wondering what your parents thought of you becoming a video games journalist because I've always wanted to be one what what did your parents think of you working in video games I I don't think my parents know what I do 
to be honest. Do you think your parents know what you do? Uh, they know the sector, but they don't. <laughs> they don't wouldn't necessarily be able to define what I do. I don't think. Really, they know that it's games. What, what about you, Bex? Because your dad's quite tech savvy, isn't he? Yeah, they love it. They're Bang really happy that that you got into video games. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They're just happy I'm doing something, I think. <laughs> really. I'm just glad you're out of the house. She's <laughs> out of the house. Keep them busy. Put the kettle on. <laughs> oh, she's home soon. How about Come you, Cruz? Yeah, because you obviously had uh, quite a level of, uh, yeah, of education and you were teaching and all sorts of stuff. And I mean, all of a I was, sudden... Yeah, I was teaching. Uh, I was doing a PhD at UCL, University College London, and I was teaching first level undergraduate <laughs> English. I was teaching people... Um, Paradise Lost by John Milton and Gulliver's Travels. And now I'm reviewing games for iPhone. <laughs> so, you know, dreams can come true. How how did that conversation go with your parent? Um, Sorry. <laughs> with your parent. <laughs> um, well, I think my mum was really happy. I think she could tell it was a job that I really, really wanted to do. And ultimately, if I was happy, my mum's happy. Yeah. And I used to play video games all, as a kid with my mum all the time. We used to like sit at our PC and at our Amiga. She'd take the arrow keys I take the lesser keys and we play Pac-Man co-op yeah. for hours. I think because because I'm cool because you're pretty cool. I think I was doing that when I was 19. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Is that Mark, Marcus Hodginson? Yes. Yeah. Basically, I think your parents will be happy with ever, whatever you do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be proud. So if that's and what you want to do, there's nothing happy. to be ashamed of. Like, yeah. There's no stigma, and that'll be less and less the case. Yeah. And uh, like, if you've got a job, then then bravo. Like, there's a lot of people out there who don't. And if you're interested in getting a job, then. Even better, bro. You get free games. I, f- I don't know why I've been really <laughs> preachy today. I'm sorry. No, I think apologise. Um, Andreas Basner has written in again. This is our friend from Nuremberg, Germany, who, if you remember, his daughter composed a song for us, and I snubbed her, visibly snubbed her, by not playing on the podcast. It was, it was accidental, wasn't it? It was maybe? accidental. I just... Uh, it probably... Uh, uh, an oversight. I know it was an oversight, because Stu wasn't here, and I had to edit it, and it just didn't go in. Anyway... Um, he is coming to London and wants to pay us a visit and he's going to bring his daughter as well Lady Gaga Lady Gaga so um, he's going to come see us in April so uh, he sent us a picture of her at the piano she's a very cute little girl <laughs> she's a very I don't is know her what. name Lady Gaga? no I'm not, I can't remember what her name was he hasn't put it in here um, he says it's better than Beyond so um, yeah of course you can, of course you can hang come out in. with us uh, he also said that he has with his son played 768 hours on his Wii so uh, yeah that's it um, yeah, come see us, Andreas. We will um, roll out the Wiener Schnitzel for you. Uh, I, when I say Wiener Schnitzel, I mean Dan. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am a Wiener. Um, Colin Dotty writes in. Um, now, we have to be quite quick with this. I'm going to read you something, okay. and then within three seconds, we need to make a snap decision whether that's going to spark funny conversation, because if not, he's provided a backup plan. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Colin Dotty, hello everyone, it's Purple Goat. UK here. Funny already. <laughs> so, have you ever gotten so angry while playing a game and then done something really stupid in your rage? This happened to my brother and his best mate back at uni. My brother kept beating his mate at Pro Evo on the PlayStation. His mate kept shouting in anger, then finally had enough, picked up his PlayStation, it belongs to my brother's mate, and threw it out of his window. What? After they, <laughs> after they heard it smash outside, my brother asked him, was that probably the best stress release ever? He replied, that felt amazing. Shortly after he calmed down, went outside, picked up the pieces and said... I really wish I didn't do that now. That is a great story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never done anything like that. I would never. I would never dream of hurting my console. No, I'd love hurting, to see someone do <laughs> it. Destroying, hurting it is real thing. Not to be a fly on the wall for that. Yeah, well, Kezza nearly destroyed something the other day in the office. She was playing Grand Slam Tennis and she accidentally kicked over the PlayStation D-Bug. It went on its side. It started making this weird noise like it was trying to inhale the, the carpet. <laughs> so, like, so you just turned around and went, you've turned that PlayStation into a Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I don't think that was stress related have you ever rage quit then? no not really just, at times I just get really really annoyed but I, for me it's a determination to just finish it and then go to bed sleep on it yeah yeah. think about it later yeah where are you Tom? no I know I know some, uh, a friend of mine who was so mad after a phone call they twisted their phone until it just broke it just completely <laughs> broke because they were so mad after a phone call but wow. yeah um yeah, but that's that's a, I I don't really get that angry. If it gets to that point, then I know when I'm getting to that point, basically. Mm. Yeah, and you walk away. Yeah. Oh, I'm a very sore loser, so I just won't play multiplayer games like that. So, um, yeah, I know my limits. Okay. Um, I should do. What was his backup question? Uh, so if if oh, that all failed, backup. What do you call cheese? It isn't yours. Nacho cheese. Got it in one. 
Bex knows. Right, th- this next bit of feedback involves Bex quite heavily. Um, taking inspiration from um, the Double Fine project and yep. Tim Schafer and Notch and all that, somebody's written in with some advice of how we can get small, medium funded. Okay. Okay. Uh, first off, he started saying, Krupa, I think you have a lovely head. So don't listen to those meanies. Good, good. So there you go. I was wondering if we have a UK equivalent of Kickstarter. Maybe Bex could get small, medium funded that way. I also thought that restricting the small, medium to small ghosts is a missing trick. So he's, get, he's getting a bit, you know, he's giving you a bit of feedback here, Bex. Surely looking up all the time to talk to average, high, or even tall ghosts opens up the possibility for a small, for for being a medium. It, for being, being a medium is a real pain in the neck type joke. Mm. Sorry, I couldn't resist. But the thing is, that would work quite thin. What do you think, Bex? Bex, Bex owns the IP, so. Well, um, I think the funding idea is very interesting and helpful, and I'll look into it. So if we crowdsource some money for it. Just sort of this Kickstarter thing, if you fund for, if you pay some money for Tim Schafer's game, do you get a copy of the game? Is that how it works? I don't know. I don't know the specifics of it. I think you get access to a free copy of the game via Steam, but then surely you're not going to make any money off it, are you? Or are you? I don't don't know. I don't, I don't, Kilby, what's their business model? Oh, it's just a... Uh, you understand things like that. It's a classic reverse pyramid scheme. Scheme? Scheme. scheme. <laughs> uh, I don't it's know. It's a classic... Actually, is that what's happening? Is this what he's doing? I was actually thinking about it the other day. So let's just say... Let's just keep the numbers simple. So let's say he gets donations from 100 people, right? Okay. So... They all chip in. They, let's say that in total he gets 10 million, okay. yeah. right? Um, not everyone would have given the same amount. And I was wondering if 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 part of it is that I mean, uh, firstly, are they just donating it because they want to see the game made, or are they donating it and and then getting a stake in the game? I think. Um, let me just uh, confirm this because um, we're going to sound a bit stupid if we don't know what this is talking about. But because um, if they if they don't get a stake in the game, then I can kind of see why people do that. But then they'd probably be less inclined to give a lot of money. Yeah. But then if they do get sort of some sort of share, then he'll he'll probably get much more generous donations. And I would imagine it would work along the lines of everyone gets them will get a a percentage based on what they've they've given. I don't think there's any monetary money giving back. I think it's a case of No, it's just like it's a goodwill thing, isn't yeah, it? More than anything. Yeah. Um You're not but, speaking uh, my language, man. Well Bex, so say you implemented a similar scheme, you wanted people to donate money so you could get small medium off the ground. Would you give them anything in return? Are you like well, you're taking their money? But if it's a TV show, what could you give them? You a give credit. Them yeah. A, 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 a space as an extra, maybe. Yeah. A copy of the DVD when it's released. Invite to the premiere. Yeah, yeah. Would you would you like want to give something back to the people who made it happen? You have like, to. You can't just take the money and be like, "Cheers, see ya." Have we, have we considered a tie-in game at all for small medium? Oh, that'd be a good idea. It seems like something we should have thought of. Yeah, I reckon maybe. I'm, 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 I'm envisaging a, a like a, a an AR app where you use your camera and you you search for small ghosts in your vicinity and then you get messages from them. What do you think about that? But and and if you go to Camden, Camden, it's geotagged, so there's loads of them about. Loads of them. And you have to find. Oh, there's like they're dotted around London. You have to find them all. It could make a good Wii U game actually, using the the the, the screen on the touchpad, so you can use it to look for ghosts. Small ghosts. Like, like in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. But, but is we... it real? <laughs> is what real? What real ghosts? How do you find the ghosts? What, what do you mean? You... They'll appear on the screen when you're moving it around. And they might vibrate or something. Anyway. She's not not convinced. Know. Not convinced. All right. So, but if we can get this Kickstarter project off the ground, is Jamie Winston still going to be in it? Have we discussed this? this... I don't think she will because she's got... Did, you did told I me tell this, you about yeah. a similar project? She's yeah. got a, pro, a, a film where she's a medium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think Bex has just ripped else. off this film. I think she. <laughs> I might have just heard about it and not. I'm, I'm, I'm having that. <laughs> yeah, maybe good. just change it for someone else, and then she actress. just puts in midgets. Yeah, dwarves. <laughs> okay, so this, this is another um, email about working here. Um, from Jack Smith, he says, "You guys and girls must have one of the best jobs ever. What is the best thing about working with IGN?" Alright. Interesting question. I, you know, dental plan. <laughs> dental uh, plan. Lisa needs braces. Um, <laughs> dental plan. Um, Will. Will Guyet. Will makes me happy. Yeah. Every day when I come into work and see Will, I think 
this office is a better place for Will. Especially now that he's going to get... You know what he's going to get? He's going to do the cash and carry this weekend. And he's going to buy those kind of... Um, what would you call them? Boards of They're like port scratchings that you hang up in on walls. Point and of clubs. sale. It's called point of sale. Is that what they're called? Yeah, point, they're of called sale. point of sale. Yeah. These are things you see behind bars hanging on the walls. Uh. It's like peanuts or port scratchings. He's going to bring them in and he's going to hang them on the walls and on the printer. So when you're doing a bit of printing, pick snack. Yeah, I think you you are right. We do have very we're very lucky to have jobs working here. Um, and I would say that the very best thing about working here is the people that I work with. Yeah, mm, quite quite quite, answer, yeah. quite simply. Um, so I think we all get on. Quite yeah, like. we have a good laugh. We do, and yeah. um, we've all got very similar interests. Uh, also, doing things like this, um, recording podcasts that people listen to. That's really that's really cool. Um, means that we don't just work with cool people; we we work for cool people as well. Which is like quite cool when we've had community events and you actually get to meet people who listen to the podcast. Yeah. What about you, Bex? You're, you've not been hurt that long. What's the best thing about working here? Is it the free stuff? <laughs> yeah, just just the free the free <laughs> shit. I I said to Bex the other night, well, "What's the next bit of like? What more free shit do you want?" And she went, "You know what? I'd be quite happy with people just donating money straight into my PayPal account." <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. It was a bit of a joke. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. <laughs> we can give you PayPal details. That's like your Kickstarter project. That's how it works. Yes. Straight into your PayPal. To buy shoes. Uh, I've got the next bit of feedback from John Williamson in Liverpool. Uh, I recently watched the first five minutes of Grimm, a new American TV show, but turned it off when it became clear that it was just a long Apple advert with dodgy script. I don't normally mind product placement, but declaring that I have a picture of her on my iPhone was really obvious and commercial. How do you feel about it in movies, TVs, or even games uh, like Alan Wake's Energizer Batteries? Product placement, then. But is that... I don't think that is that obvious, no. though. Like, cause I think somebody would say, have a look at this picture on my iPhone. Yeah, I only Some refer people do to say my iPhone, iPhone as an iPhone. I yeah. say phone, but... Yeah. An iPhone is more than a phone. And also... This podcast was brought to you by Apple. I almost find it more jarring if they have fake brands in films. Yeah. Like fake. Instead of having Coca-Cola on the desk, on the table or something, they have like some fake made-up brand. Yeah, I like it on uh, soaps when they have like a cans of beer and it's like yeah. some yellow brand. There's, there's yeah. no cans of beer that are like yellow. People go into a, well, there are. Like, it's a bar, oh, can, can I just have a pint w- yeah. of what? <laughs> what? Do you want a pint of water? Milk? Yeah, I think if you pull apart things like that, yeah. You, yeah but like, it, it can help like sort of sell the world to you. Yeah. Um, but... There are Again, these gratuities like Casino Royale was particularly bad for it. I mean, what was a film with Heath Ledger where he had Nike armor on? Oh, um, Knight's Tale. Yeah, I mean, something like that's just stupid. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think to that point, yeah, you, you people do say that my iPhone or BlackBerry. Yeah. It's like in Entourage, they, they refer to their berries quite a lot, and that's just because that's yeah. how you talk. Yeah. Um, I had the, my favorite bit of product placement is in Zool. Where there was chopper chops, oh, chopper chops. Yeah, that was a bit really weird. Just in, like a level where it was just lots of chopper chops in the background. Yeah, um, there used to be a McDonald's game as well. I seem to think with yeah, crisscross, the rappers crisscross. They used to wear their trousers backwards. It was a McDonald's game. We like um, fired green goo out of a gun. Yeah, is that on the media? Yeah, so that's like product placement gone crazy. It was an M and M game. Yeah, M and M's game. And 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 cool spot as well. That was a seven up game, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. So uh, yeah, you're in, we're in a good place now. We don't get stupid things like that anymore. Um, yeah. Any more feedback for any more? I think this refers back to a podcast just before Christmas. And we talked about somebody not being able to get out of the house that you start in at the beginning of Pokemon Yellow. And this brought a memory back to Callum Rudd. For my eighth birthday, I got a Game Boy Color and a copy of Pokemon Blue. I couldn't get out of the house. Huh. Couldn't get out of the house. I went to school, I told my friends that I got Pokemon Blue, but I told my friends that I wasn't very good because I was just <laughs> walking around the house. I haven't got any Pokemon. Later that night, I found out to get how to get out of the house and spent hours becoming fucking awesome. Ah, oh, well done. <laughs> nice. Well done. It, it is integral. If you go to the IGN wiki guide, it says um, to become fucking awesome, <laughs> leave the house, leave the house. <laughs> occasionally. Your first step in becoming fucking awesome at Pokemon, leave the house. Leave the house. That's what Bex does. She comes to work. Her parents like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and she comes back with a load of Pokemon, so everyone's a winner. <laughs> Right, what's coming out this week, Daniel? Only one big game out this week. I say big game. It's UFC Undisputed Three. That's so a big game. Yeah, big if, men if, in if, it. If you're into big, big, like Kilby, what do you think of what UFC? UFC? Brutal, brutal. Yeah, fan of it. Uh, I've never played the games. I've never watched the, the, the TV. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't think it has wide appeal, but it's you know, a solid game. 
Yeah, got 9.0 on uh, IGN.com. Yeah, pretty good. What um, about movies, Tom? Movies are Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance, which uh, I don't think any of us have seen. <laughs> have you seen the bags? No. No. <laughs> We've but, seen our crazy interview with... Oh, yeah, we've, yeah got, oh, we've got an interview with Nicolas Cage running on the site at the moment. He's... I don't know if he's taking the mick or he's just lost it. We we asked him, how do you prepare for the role? How do you get in the mindset of Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider? And he says, well, I do lots of things. He says, I cover my face in a New Orleanian voodoo tattoo. I put in black contact lenses. I put a rock substance on my hands that vibrates at a certain, certain frequency. And he carries Egyptian artifacts around <laughs> in his pockets. And he I, doesn't talk to anyone. He's it's, it's just like free associating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, he's lost it but that's got the directors of Crank behind it yeah and apparently they filmed some of the sequences where they're on motorbikes or like on, on um, rollerblades going backwards with a camera ah uh, it could be good. Um, it sounds like one of those that um, I might see just for the sheer hell of it. I yeah. can't imagine it's any longer than 89 minutes long. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Let us know if you go watch it. Um, we give, oh, yeah, it's probably not worth mentioning, but we gave away some merch over the weekend. Oh, on Friday, but it's a bit late it's now. It's gone now. It's gone. So don't worry about that. Um, also out this week is Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which is the 9-11 movie with Tom Hanks and um, Max von Sydow. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks incredibly dull and extremely dull. So <laughs> there you go. That's it. Um, so that's, a, that's a good review. Yeah. That's a tweet Twitter review. Yeah. You should do our reviews I on did, Twitter. I, just, I stole that off someone on Twitter. Did you? Oh, <laughs> shameless. <laughs> How would you review Shameless? Um, I don't For know. I'll copy someone else. <laughs> uh, so tell us, Dan, if you yeah, want you... to see the greatest sci-fi movie ever made. Yes. Um, on the big screen. How does this? Work. So, <laughs> we are giving you, the lucky listeners and readers of IGN, the chance to vote for your favourite sci-fi film ever, and then we will screen it at six cinemas across the country on March the 7th. So, it's worth noting that this is going to be screened in the UK, so yes, if you're listening UK outside the UK, I'm afraid, afraid you won't be able to join us, unless you get a plane over or, and come join us. But we'll Buy a DVD copy of the winning film, just yeah, watch it. You, you could do any of the above things, but... Why are we doing this, Dan? Uh, well... Mass Effect 3 is coming out very shortly. Obviously, massive sci-fi epic. Influenced by a lot of sci-fi films. So it makes sense to hand it over to the readers and get them to see, or get them to choose what film they want to watch what to films celebrate. What can they vote from? So we have some of the some of the ones that you'd expect in there: Blade Runner, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, is the, in there. the other, the first Star Wars the one, second Star Wars is in there as well. <laughs> Whatever, I, I didn't. It's a man who knows Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't in charge of the Star Wars. The bit. thing, Metropolis, the thing. which I know Metropolis Bex is a big fan of. Aliens, ET, Invasion of Body Snatchers. Yeah, um, Alien and the Aliens. The still Moon, District Nine, District good Nine. movies, Blade Runner, some good movies, great yeah. movies. Um, and so yeah, if you go to go.igen.com forward slash Mass Effect Sci-Fi, uh, you can vote for your favourite film, and then um, we will screen that film on March the seventh. Uh, various locations across the country. The tickets for the screenings will be how much, Dan? Fifty quid. Uh, Thirty they'll, quid. They'll be twenty quid. It's quite expensive. Ten quid. Five quid. It's about nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it's free. Free. Absolutely free. What? Yeah. But you get nothing for free. You do. You do. <laughs> you get a screening of your favourite sci-fi film. So yeah, it should be good. Uh, I know what I'm voting for. I'll tell you what I voted for. Go on. The Thing. I voted for Aliens. I really want to see that. Is yeah. there a screening in the North? Mm, we tried booking one, but we just couldn't, we couldn't <laughs> understand Amazing. what they were saying. Amazing. I don't think I've seen it I'm once sorry. I'm not sure. No, there are, there are screenings in the North. You'll be pleased to know. And we're going to represent. Probably worth mentioning just while we wrap up as well. Next week is our IGN UK pub quiz taking place in central London. Unfortunately, entries for quiz teams is now closed. So where uh, the people who whose teams have been entered, uh, they know who they are. Uh, if you didn't get uh, your team in in time, shame on you. Um, but now it's closed. So we will report next week how that went. And we'll also give you details on how to join the next pub quiz, yeah. which will be happening very soon. Um, It'll be better than the first one. I'll be low The first one's first be terrible mm. I can guarantee now we've got some great pri- prizes but it's going to be a mess so uh, come down get drunk and uh, forget ever happened forget ever happened <laughs> yeah. that's it so that's it for this week's IGN UK podcast please give us a good rating as always on iTunes send us some weird messages on there like other people have as well so yeah, some Chris- really weird messages on the on iTunes now 
it's it's becoming a whole other other thing. So yeah. Uh, yeah, go and have a look at our ratings and give one us yourself. Um, we'll be back next week as always. But if you want to get in touch, get us in t- uh, on email at ignukfeedback at ign.com. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ignuk. You can also follow us individually on Twitter if you like. I am Tom Butler, T H O M B U T L E R. Daniel Kruper is Daniel Kruper. Easy. K R U P A. Dan Kilby is Dan Kilby I G N. I can never remember Bex's, but yours is Bex Electric. B E X Electric. B E X L E C T R I I C. Okay, yeah. So it's like Scale Electrics. And so follow us as well. And come on, join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash IGN UK. We've been IGN UK Podcast. You've been the listeners. And thanks for joining us. Bye. 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 Bye.